It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. 20. So six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Thursday. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, I'll get to some of the big news in just a bit. But first off, let's just talk about the cold. It is slowly working its way down into our area. Here's what I mean by that. When I was heading to work, you know, I get here just a little after 2 o'clock in the morning. I think I walked through the door at like 2.10 a.m. this morning. And the temperatures were still up there quite a bit. It was... Uh, like low 30s, upper 20s in that area. So it wasn't horrible. But since I've been here, the temperature has dropped. Now, there's a weather site I go to named Windy, which provides a lot of visuals. And in fact, I'm looking at, let's back this up a little bit. What was it just a little while ago? Yeah. So I can see on their chart here how the cold weather has been moving down into the area. And as I advance to their advanced forecast, as the day goes on, it just keeps going down. So if you are in areas like uh, Casper Glenrock, Douglas down to Wheatland, also Lusk, and there's Harrison over there in Nebraska, Newcastle, Newcastle's dropped quite a bit, Sundance, Gillette, Buffalo, Sheridan, you know, all, all the way up there. Uh, even Lander, Shoshone, Thermopolis, most everybody there at Dubois are, most everybody's in the teens, Matitsi's in the teens, Cody's about 14 degrees. It's, see, 19 degrees where I am right now. And that just keeps moving down. Now, if you're in Rock River, you're in the 40s. Hannah, same, Rollins, 40s. Wamsutter, Rock Springs, 40s and upper 30s. Saratoga, same thing. In fact, if you're over in Scotts Bluffs and Harrisburg, there you're Torrington also. Uh, upper 30s, lower 40s for that area. Alliance, Nebraska, you're in the, up, well, mid-30s for Alliance, but it's coming your way. So the cold air is just slowly pushing down through and will continue as the day goes on. We'll keep you up to date with Don Day's forecast. Okay, some hard news to start. Trigger warning. <laughs> Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not record to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Last night in Maine, there was another mass killing. Now, I'm being very careful to say mass killing. It did happen with a gun. It was just a complete massacre. But as you know, I don't focus on the gun. But here's what the headline says. So, Maine massacre... Uh, this was a guy who, well, I'll explain what he was like in just a bit. 22 people killed. There's a bowling alley restaurant and bar on pretty much the same location there. And this guy walks in uh, with a uh, AR-15 style rifle. Not an AR-15, but style rifle. 
and just opens up. And so it could be – I've heard different numbers, anywhere from 15 to 22 dead, a whole bunch of other people injured. They don't know where he is right now. All right, now, of course, you know right away there's going to be the focus of the gun. Here's what stuck out to me. Get a load of this headline. Maine Massacre Robert Card was the is the guy's name that they're searching for right now. Was sectioned after hearing voices. Hearing voices. Yeah, they they had him basically under watch and lock and key for a while because he was having problems and he was hearing voices in his head. Firearms instructor spent two weeks in a mental health facility. They finally think he's okay after two weeks in a mental health facility and he's hearing voices, and they let him go. And that's when he goes, gets a gun, and does this. What do I always tell you with something like this? It's a mental health issue. It's not a gun issue. It's a mental health issue. In every single case when we come across a mass killing, and I don't care if they did it by driving a truck through a crowd, which has happened, making homemade bombs, which has happened. There's been guys who have grabbed knives who live in major cities like Tokyo, places like that. They've grabbed a couple of knives and went running through a crowd, just stabbing people, trying to kill as many as they could. We've had this conversation before. There's so many different ways that these nutballs, if you want to call them that, will try to kill as many people as possible. This guy chose a gun, but there's so many other ways he could have done it. What I'm more interested in is... So, why, if he was in a mental health facility for two weeks, hearing voices, why did they let him go? I know there's a difficult problem here. If we let someone just go, on the one hand, are they a danger to society? But on the other hand, you don't want to give your government the kind of power where they can just declare that someone is going to do harm. I mean, they, they can use that carte blanche for just about any, anyone and anything. So you got to be careful there when it comes to someone's rights. On the other hand, when can you call it and say, no, really, this guy should not be in society. He's an issue. Here's a serious problem. We've got to keep him away from society. He's never done anything harmful. But what if we can tell? See, this is a sticky subject, isn't it? All right, this is part of what we're dealing with. All right, so the story says, 40-year-old has been named as a person of interest in the shooting, believed to be an Army reservist stationed out of the city of uh, Seiko. He recently reported hearing voices and threatened to shoot up the military training base. Well, there's some red flags for you. All right, so Card is... From, what, Bowden, Maine? It's a town with a population of about 3,000. Again, Army Reservists. At 40 years old, believed to be single, grappled with mental health issues for a long time, and again, recently reported hearing voices in his head. Over the summer, he was committed to a mental health facility for two weeks. He is also reported to have recently lost his job, though it's not currently known whose former employer was or why and i'm looking to many pictures of him on social media here he's doing things like fishing things like that all right 
Uh, criminal background revealed that in 2007 he was charged with a misdemeanor offense for driving under the influence. Mm, okay. Uh, not currently known what he was under the influence of when he was arrested at the time. His Twitter account suspended revealed that he followed the uh, posts of several uh, prominent pundits and so on. So it talks about his political persuasion in this. All right. Which has nothing really to do with his mental health. They're just trying to find anything about his background. Uh, he also liked the post of, oh, okay. So the, the guy was a tin hatter, essentially, conspiracy theorist. Studied engineering, University of Maine, fine. And it shows his phone number and some other information about him. Okay. I still go back to, so they had him in a mental health facility for about two weeks and then let him go. I Again, this is a tough call, a really tough call. How do you know when someone is this dangerous and so you're able to keep him under lock and key? Especially when he hasn't done something before. We've had this conversation about this. But there's got to be a way that we can solve this problem. Because in every single case when we have some kind of a mass killing. Again, I don't care about the gun. A mass killing of some kind. It turns out there were red flags all over the place. In hindsight, we should have known that this person was going to flip out and do something. In hindsight, we look at it and go, well, it was pretty obvious now that we look back. Rhiannon for Danger, uh, so much for your red flag laws working. Only works when an outstanding citizen gets the ATF called. It's almost like they uh, want mental, mentally ill, uh, mentally ill people to do the crimes. Uh, I think, really, honestly, I think that it's a lot of incompetence, just a load of incompetence, but also just the ignorance as well just not knowing what to do when you come across someone with these kinds of issues but in every single case when there's a mass shooting in hindsight we see oh we should have seen this coming with this person so here we go again 616 is the time wake up if it matters in wyoming it matters to wake up wyoming with glenn woods call glenn at 97 Woods and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. 6.23 is the time it's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. 888-97-WOODS. I was just talking about what happened in Maine overnight. If you haven't heard, there was a mass shooting. And not surprisingly, turns out the guy who did the shooting went into a bowling alley that also had a bar and restaurant in it. And it could be up to 22 people dead. And now he's on the run. And it turns out he had just gotten out of a facility where he had been for two weeks as they evaluated him because he was hearing voices in his head. And then they thought it was okay to let him go. And then they let him go. And this happens. So, no, I don't blame the gun. Let's see. I-80 John. Morning, John. He says, morning, Glenn. Will the doctors be questioned as to why? Yes, I hope so. I know. I really hope they, yes, we need to question them as to why. And go back to other people like the Aurora, Colorado shooting, Columbine, all sorts of, there's a, name a shooting. In hindsight, you know, it turns out this person had a mental disorder. For example, here's Mike from Leeds, South Dakota. Do you find it suspicious 
that at the same time a movie showing how corrupt law enforcement is uh, released some guy decades uh, to uh, re- release some guy decides to shoot a bunch of people and his picture is already on foreign news sites with a couple of within a couple of hours and yet we still don't know what that girl wrote about shooting up her school I do find that to be very interesting. And I would bet if you went back and took a look, not not just at the guy who just shot up the place in Maine. A lot of these people, they are posting online that they want to do this. This is what I mean. In hindsight, we look back and go, oh, they've been saying all along that they were going to do something like this, weren't they? Did people take them seriously? In hindsight, there's red flags all over the place. Morning, Chet. He's in Yoder, Jim and Casper. So this, again, is where we need to. Again, I don't care about the gun legislation. You're going to hear this. You're going to hear this right away. We have to pass gun legislation. It wouldn't have mattered. If it wasn't for the gun, as I've said many times before, he would have just picked up something else. And I've given multiple examples over the years of people who've committed mass murder. When they didn't have a gun, they just used something else. So we've been through that. This is a mental health issue and needs to be treated as a mental health issue. If anything should be pushed, it's the idea that this guy had just spent two weeks in a facility where he was essentially just locked up in a facility because he was hearing voices and they were worried he was going to do harm to himself or maybe other people. Then they thought he was okay and they let him go. Why did they think he was okay? Did they bother? I don't know. I, I'm asking the question other than the answer to this. So did the people who were evaluating and trying to help him bother to do things like look at his social media to see what he might have been posting? Look for any other kind of clues that he might have been up to something or wanting to do harm to himself or other people. And this is where we get into, once again, the problem of the law. If he's never hurt anybody, never harmed himself, never harmed anybody else. But he seems to be having issues. At what point can you say, no, we can't let this guy out? Because as I've said before, the moment you give government that kind of power... You know, of course, it can be abused easily. So we got to be really careful about that. This is what we have to solve for. And it's not going to be easy. It simply is not going to be easy. The easy way out is just to blame the gun and ban guns. Now, does that solve anything? No. History has shown us not. And don't believe those people who say, well, this kind of stuff doesn't happen in European countries. Yes, it does. And it happens in Asian countries. And it happens in African countries, happens in the Middle East. Okay, so this kind of stuff happens all over the world all the time. And it's been, this is not a new problem either. If you're thinking, well, it's just a problem in modern day society, it's not that either. Because we go back and and look at human history, we find this kind of stuff happens all the time. Even before humans had the gun, Human beings were finding ways to commit mass murder against other human beings. And there's so many creative ways to do it. So let's go back and start asking the mental health questions that we really need to ask. And what those questions are, I don't know. I'm not the expert there. But we're supposed to have experts. What the solutions are, I don't know. I'm not the expert there. We're supposed to have experts. By the way, when we come back from this news and information break, Some good Samaritans restrained a suspect at a Walmart in Wyoming. 
So there are times when good people do the right thing. And they, they don't just stop. Uh, well, it's not just a good guy with a gun. They don't just stop killers. Sometimes they just stop shoplifters. Coming up on 630 local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. For some of you, it's cold out there. If it's not really cold where you are, wait for it. Just wake up, Wyoming. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Thirty-six. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Brandon and Hawk Springs. Interesting question. What is Maine's gun laws? This is in regards. If you just joining me to the shooting that just happened uh, overnight in Maine, uh, mass shooting there. If one person, just one person, had a concealed weapon and a permit to carry and training. So, in other words, what he's saying is. This gunman goes into that bowling alley and just starts shooting up the place. What if somebody was able to stand up and shoot back? Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Maine gun laws. Uh-huh. Uh, foundation safety law, 89% gun deaths in the state being... Oh, okay. Um, it does say here most of the people killed by guns in Maine, it's suicide. In most cases. Okay, so uh, Pine Tree State uh, would help with suicide background trust. Okay, now I'm looking for exactly what the laws are. I don't know if I'll be able to find out. They do have concealed carry in Maine. Law applies to residents and non-residents. Law does not otherwise change. A person uh, may carry or possess a firearm. Okay, so they do have concealed carry permits in Maine. In Maine. Uh, let me see. Maine passes a permitless carry law in 2015. Okay. So according to this, I, I want to dig into it a little bit more because it is an interesting question. But if this is true, then Maine would have a gun law just like here in Wyoming where you don't need a permit to carry a gun. If you're a law-abiding citizen, then go get a gun. If you have a criminal record, you got a problem. Then you would need a permit. But if you're a law-abiding citizen, you can go buy what you want and carry because you, you haven't done anything wrong. You've not shown that you're a threat to society in any way. All right, so Good Samaritan restrained suspect in Eastside Casper Walmart. Casper police say telecommunications at the Public Safety Commission Center received first of multiple calls. These calls reporting a disturbance at the Eastside Walmart on Monday afternoon after an employee was assaulted. Officers responded within minutes, found two good Samaritan restraining the guy. He was arrested on the scene, multiple charges, outstanding Casper Police Department. So in other words, he was already wanted for other things. That's usually the case. When you find someone being violent like that, they usually are also in trouble for other things. Let's see. He was severely agitated and showing signs of substance abuse. Well, no shock there. One victim received medical attention. Another was transported to Wyoming Medical Center. Uh, 
Casper Police Victim Service Unit will be in contact and available for the victims. Okay, so in other words, apparently, I don't know all the details from the story here, but we now have a person in a Walmart who is in freakout mode. And it took some good Samaritans to take him down and restrain him until police could arrive. Well, that's good. Okay, good to see that. But once again, here we have someone out in public who shouldn't be out in public. And we can't go around just scooping up everybody who we think can't be in public. we got to understand that that's going to exist. You're going to have people who flip out and do things like this. In the case of this Walmart in Casper, Wyoming, well... The guy was just agitated and calling, causing problems, and so he was restrained. It's a good thing that he wasn't in the mood to go on a killing spree. That would have made it a whole lot worse in Casper, Wyoming. Although, to Brandon's point, it might have been a little bit different because there's a lot of people in Wyoming that do carry or open carry or concealed carry. So if someone started to shoot, it, they might have been shot back. Now, as far as Maine is concerned, Chet and Yoder, yellow flag law in Maine. Yeah. Rhiannon for danger. The gun laws are fairly lax, and it was all done in gun-free zones. Rich and Cheyenne, Glenn, check Maine, yellow flag law. The ball was definitely dropped. Okay, I'll, t- I'll check into that, guys, because we have a news and information break coming up here in just a moment. And so I'll go ahead and see what it says about the yellow flag laws there in Maine and what exactly that means, what they're trying to do about it. But here again, I have to ask the question, so what's this guy doing out and about? If he's hearing voices in his head and so on, I don't know the answer. I wasn't there. But that's the kind of stuff that we need to look for. And this guy that was bum-tackled, if you will, by concerned citizens at the Walmart in Casper, Wyoming, well, again, uh, I know we can't go around scooping everybody up. It's not possible. But here was somebody else you might look at and think, so why was he out and about? What was going on? Okay. And how do we start to identify this stuff? That's not. It's not going to be an easy answer. There is no way this can be an easy answer. But it's where we need to start looking if we ever want to get close to solving the problem. Because oftentimes when people want to pass gun laws, their answer is, well, we got to make sure this never happens again. Well, taking guns away from honest citizens pretty much assures that it will happen again because that leaves everybody defenseless. This is why I was saying just a moment ago, nutballs like this, they exist. There's no way to scoop them all up. There's no way to identify them all. So the rest of us have to be ready for when we or should we, unfortunately, find ourselves in this situation so we can defend ourselves and fight back. 642, wake up when... When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Off we go to the crypt where Frank Gambino is looking by. This is that time of year, Frank. I, uh, I'm ready. And and I, I, I will tell you this, though. Yeah. If and I've been out in um, trick or treating when my kid was younger. Yeah. When the weather is bad, mm-hmm. there's nobody out there. It's just going to be cold. And, yeah. Well, yeah. It's okay. Ask the kids yeah. what they think. The, you know, like, well, it's cold, but we're getting candy. Well, I don't. And, and how about the parents? Like, yeah. God, can this end any quicker? Yeah. And what I don't like is the kids went through all that work to put on a costume that I can't see because of wearing a coat. I, I've seen that too. Yeah. So, 
It's not going to be. Okay. So on the bright side, the candy bowl down the hallway has been refilled, and it, there's a variety of stuff in there. Uh, good, because yes, okay. I want to make sure that I'm not the only one taking stuff out of it. No, no you're definitely not. It There's no way that you could be the only one. It uh, has been I, the second time. This is the third time I've had a refill. It's been decimated. Yes, it can't be just you. So that's Thanks. okay, Frank. That's <laughs> what it's there for. But I don't want to be blamed for everybody's weight gain, even though I'm responsible. I like the sugar part of it. I don't care. I know. Okay. As long as I'm not the only one, because I always kind of pick the ones that I want. I'm like, and yeah. I noticed that too. I'm like, yeah. hmm, somebody's dipping into this also. That's it. Okay. Well, that's why I pick some kind of a variety in there. There's a little bit more variety this time. All right. Real quick. You know Thermopolis, Wyoming, the one-eyed buffalo, right? Um, indeed. One and and great uh, for those people like beer, they make it right there on his. Yeah, man, they got bison yes. burgers too. Okay. They're across the street now. They moved. They rented a place across the street, same downtown area, huh? and man, it is nice. There's a fireplace in there. The stage is huge. Oh, they, they have music too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they had music in the old one, but it was a tiny stage up by the front window. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. the bar is way in the back. Right. Yeah. So, no, this is much bigger now. Really nice. They put some money into this, and on their grand reopening, the governor showed up. Oh, good. See, so uh, I would say next time I'm in Thermopolis, I usually stop by and have a burger there anyway. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I'm gonna have to see their new digs. I especially like that when you walk in, Frank, you'll notice right smack in the middle of this much larger restaurant. There's a fireplace. Oh. And it works. I, I thought there may be a buffalo in the middle They're of the probably, they, You know, they could probably graze one there. It's big enough. I'm sure it is. Coming up on Saturday in college football, another big game for the Wyoming Cowboys. They'll be on the road to take on Boise State, the post coming off a bye week. So in, in that case, if they play well on Saturday, then they, then they could be turned, well, they're fresh and rested. And if they play iffy on Saturday after a bye week, they can be turned rusty. Well, one thing is for sure, UW's two losses to Texas and the Air Force uh, the post were right in the game, both of them, until the fourth quarter. They've been a resilient group, even with a few flaws. Cowboys are five and two overall, two and one in Mountain West Conference play. Boise State wants the standard bearer of the Mountain West as a mediocre three and four and two and one in league play. They blew a big lead in the fourth quarter and lost to CSU on the last play of the game two weeks ago and started the season by getting drilled by nationally rated Washington. The Broncos are ripe for picking and the Pokes are five point favorites in the game in Boise. Think about that. 3.30 start on Saturday from Boise. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. State High School football playoffs will begin on Friday. All four of the all of the 4A games will start at 6 p.m. Sheridan, the top seed, will meet uh, Kelly Walsh. Cheyenne East, the second seed at home to take on Rock Springs. Natrona, the third seed, has an intriguing home game against Cheyenne Central. And Campbell County, the fourth seed, will host Thunder Basin in the 50-50 game up in Gillette. The regional high school volleyball tournaments will start to, uh, on tomorrow, or on Friday. If you finish in the top four at regionals, you qualify for next week's state tournament. The 4A East will be in Sheridan. Laramie's the top seed and really the 4A favorite to win it all. They will play in the Trona in the first round on Friday at 10 a.m. Cheyenne Central will take on Campbell County at 11.30. Cheyenne East plays Sheridan later on in the afternoon at, at 1.30 at 1 o'clock and then Thunder Basin will play Cheyenne South at 2.30. The 4A West and Green River on Friday. Kelly Walsh, the 2 seed, will start with Green River at 11.30 and those regional tournaments will conclude on Saturday. Our latest Wild Prep Stock High School volleyball poll is out in 4A Laramie rated number one, Cody two, Thunder Basin three, Kelly
Valley Walsh 4 and Star Valley 5. In 3A, Mountain View remains number 1, followed by Buffalo, Powell, Douglas, and Lyman. In 2A, Bighorn remains number 1, right 2, Grable 3, Tongue River 4, Burns 5. And in 1A, Little Snake River number 1, followed by Cokeville, Upton, Southeast, and Riverside. Our WildPreps.com Athletes of the Week have been announced. Hobby Wetzel from Star Valley is the boys' winner. He repeated as the 4A cross-country state champion over the weekend. And the girls' winner is Douglas swimmer Peyton Yost, who won two events and swam on two winning relays at the 3A East Meet in Cody over the weekend. Voting for next week's Athlete of the Week begins on Friday at 5 p.m. and concludes on Monday at 9 a.m. Log on to WildPreps.com or the free WildPreps app to get started with your selections. Did, did you say that app was free? Totally. Totally free. Just go. I'm, your app yeah. is free, too. Yeah, it is. Just go wake up Wyoming. You're just it's wild free. Preps. There you go. And by the way, you can submit pictures, which I often like doing, looking yes. at, mm-hmm. because even though I'm not a sports fanatic, I just love watching sport or looking at sports pictures because it's hard to get a bad action shot. No, no. It, it's Those things are great. Look at their eyes. And then send pictures of your kids participating in the Wild Preps. And look at their eyes. Yeah, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. That's going to be, uh, well, some local business in the news time. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the yellow flag law that you guys were telling me about for me. We'll talk about that in the 7 o'clock hour, but I think I have a guest coming up first. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Getting chilly out there for some of you. Temperature dropping quite a bit. The extended forecast with Don Day 745 as we talk about the cold blast, which is going to last all through the weekend. And it's a one-two punch with that, too. So you will get some snow out of this. How much depends on where you are. We'll talk about it with Don Day at 745. So a lot going on across the state this morning. I know Mike Rowe is in town in Casper, Wyoming at the Wyoming Ford Center. That's tonight at 7 p.m. I'll be there for that. Hope to see you there. Past my bedtime, but I'm gone. It's Mike Rowe. Come on. Also on the phone with me, Nathan Winters, president of the Wyoming Family Alliance. Good morning, Nathan. Glenn, it's always good to hear your voice. Yeah, well, you guys have a, let's call it an almost an entire weekend full of activities for people and you're bringing in someone from the heritage foundation what do you got going on yes yes so november the third and fourth that's a friday and saturday uh friday evening we have a uh, uh dr kevin ross president of the heritage foundation who is someone who is well known here in wyoming many years ago he helped to found wyoming catholic college and then secondly he was at the texas public policy foundation for a number of years but He's now the president of the Heritage Foundation. He will be joining us for dinner on Friday evening from 6 to 9 o'clock, November the 3rd. And uh, we have made this free to the public, and we would love everyone to join us. All they need to do is go to the website. It's fightforwyoming.com, fightforwyoming.com. They can learn more about it there. Then the following day, uh, on Saturday, November the 4th, we're having an education policy summit. We're going to have Dr. Roberts. We're going to have uh, several of the leading scholars from Heritage Foundation and their own Megan Degenfelder, uh, who will be meeting with us from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, we're providing a, uh, a lunch as well for that. 
that Education Policy Summit. So we are inviting the entire city of Cheyenne to come and talk about these important issues. Okay, so let's talk about what exactly is discussed during the Policy Summit like that, because it sounds like it's school-related. Yes, so the Saturday portion will be school-related, and it's going to be a deep dive into the pressing challenges and opportunities that surround a parent's right to choose uh, innovations in education uh, and, and the, what the role of families is in, in shaping Wyoming's educational landscape. And over the last few years, as I have traveled extensively across the state, you can see this is one of the big subjects that most families I run into are very, very concerned about and are looking forward to, especially the opportunity to move Wyoming from 47th in the nation where we currently stand um, um, as far as educational freedom uh, and start moving us uh, in a better direction, start moving us toward the position of being a thought leader when it comes to education opportunity. Okay, and that would include, I'm in favor of school vouchers, so people can go to charter schools, homeschool, private schools. Yes, it, really what that is, you're right, vouchers. Another way of saying that, and it's a slightly different kind of thing, but very similar, is educational savings accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But you're right, this includes ESAs, uh, charter schools, Many different options that are out there in many other states over the last number of years, uh, last decade or so, have begun to take advantage of this need that people are seeing everywhere. It all boils down to providing families opportunity. And it's one of those things where we always recognize that when you have competition in the marketplace, this marketplace of educational ideas, when you have competition, it drives everyone to become better. Wyoming has not been a good place for that, sadly. Just about four years ago, Wyoming was 50th in the nation. And then we passed a very limited charter school bill. And that moved us up to 47th in the nation. But we have a long way to go as we move on this very important issue. So I would think besides bringing in, of course, parents to a summit like this, you're bringing in the lawmakers as well so they can hear what you have to say, maybe participate? That's exactly right. We have invited, uh, personally invited, um, many of the lawmakers, not only locally, but I know of a few that are driving down from across the state. And I think because this is, this is really where both the populace is moving, but I think there are many lawmakers now that are seeing the, the value of finding educational choice and, and building that concept up in the state of Wyoming. And, Wyoming has faced some unique circumstances due to about four court cases extending back into, uh, well, one of them in 1980, but then three of them starting in the late 90s through the early 2000s. And so we've had some some opposition that's built up that uh, through some of those that I think that there are clear answers for, and I think a lot of lawmakers are very interested in looking at those. Okay, so let's get people to the event once again. It happens next month, which is scary. No, no, Not next week. This week? Oh, I'm sorry, this week. I thought you said November. Uh, I'm sorry, so next week. November next week, the yeah, in, next month. Yeah, so yeah. it's not that far away, folks. We're right at the edge of this here. Okay, so let's get people to yeah. the event. They need to be where and when, and I know some of this also happens online. Yes, sir. So two two ways to get there online is, first of all, we want, we want them to go to fightforwyoming.com. That's one way to get directly there. Uh, and they all they need to do is register. Everything's free, but we do want them to register so we know how to how much uh, to uh, purchase food wise. 
already we can see that space is limited, so we need people to start registering as soon as possible. Um, and then the other way they can do that is just go to wyomingfamily.org, wyomingfamily.org, and you'll see a screen that pops up. Just click that link as well. So there's two ways to get there, fightforwyoming.com or go to our main website, wyomingfamily.org. And uh, we want people to register for all or part of that event. Um, if you're able to make it Friday night but you can't come on Saturday, that's fine. You can click and just say, I'm going to be there Friday night or Saturday, if you can make Saturday but not Friday night. I want people to know this is not a fundraiser. It's an educational opportunity. And it's something I've been pushing all across the state. This is a time for intellectually muscular conservatives to get together and form allies as we rally around the issue of freedom and education and parental rights. And so we want people to come to that. So wyomingfamily.org and click the link or go to fightforwyoming.org. Dot com, fightforwyoming.com. Okay. Nathan, thank you for coming on this morning. Thank you so much, Glenn. All right. 7.13 is the time. Hey, a couple of notes out here traffic-wise. First off, Scott and Casper was just up I-25 between Douglas and back, and he says all that construction is just gone. So they finally cleaned the whole thing up. That is clear sailing between Douglas and Casper, which has been needed, much needed, but heavy construction all summer long. Notice they finished it just as... The weather got here. That's good. All right. Also, from Casper, Wyoming, we talked about this yesterday, but this is worth it. Do you want to save a bunch of money on gasoline? All right. So, Cowboys for Prosperity will be at downtown, uh, the, the Bent's Town Pump, which is, uh, they're taking, what, is that like a dollar off? It's like two thirty-eight for unleaded gas right now. So, at the downtown pump. It's at 238 for unleaded gas right now. And it's the first 200 cars that show up. No, you cannot bring your RV. No, we're not doing that. No, you can't bring gas cans. This is for cars. You can save some money on gasoline. No, I didn't expect a lot of people to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning. I really didn't. But they're starting to allow people in now to go ahead and fill those gas tanks and get about a dollar off on gas. I'll keep talking about this as the morning goes on. Take advantage of it. 7.15, wake up. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030, K2 Radio. It's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Cliff Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's on the cold side out there. Going to be getting a bit colder. Don Day's on 745 to explain the whole thing. Standing probably outside in the cold is Tyler Lindholm. Morning, Tyler. Yeah, good morning, Glenn. How are you doing? Very sir? good. How is it out there? It's uh, it's just right. There's no bugs. Okay, that's yeah, no bugs. Okay, I'll take that. That's fine. So <laughs> you're helping people save a little bit on gas. What do you got going on? Yes, we're down at Old Town Pump, which is on Old, uh, which is on Collins Drive, and we've lowered the price of gas down to two dollars and thirty-eight cents a gallon. Diesel's down to three dollars and thirty-nine cents. I guarantee you we're the lowest in town as it currently stands. Okay, but now this is not just for everybody. You got to hurry up. I know it's early. The sun is it even light out there at all? First hint of light. No. Now, we're, we're starting to see glimpses of hope. Okay, glimpses. <laughs> okay. So this would be the time to go because last I heard, currently, there's really not anybody there. So you're taking, what, the first 200 cars? 
Yep, we're we're taking the first 200 cars. We've been doing this since six o'clock this morning. We've got about 150 more open spots to go. So if you're okay. needing gas or diesel, now's the time to come. Now this isn't Casper, Wyoming. What's the name of the gas station again? It is Old Town Pump. Old Town Pump, Casper, Wyoming. Most of you in Casper know where this is. No, you cannot show up with gas cans and don't even think about bringing the RV. Those things are really thirsty there. But if you want to top off the tank, this is a good time to do it. And I guess either from your price, you're taking about a buck off. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's a little over a buck off on, on diesel. Well, almost two bucks off, depending on where you're filling up. Yeah. And then uh, around a dollar off on gasoline. Yes, okay. Sir. So now let's remind everybody what all of this is for, because it's not just to fill up. Uh, basically, it's it's a reminder that you people are starting a whole new organization here in the state of Wyoming. That's right. That's right. And this is part of our Prosperity as Possible tour, where we're talking to folks that we can have prosperity here in the state of Wyoming and across America. We just need policies passed that can actually achieve those things. That's why we're supporting HR1 at the uh at the federal level asking the US Senate to pass that. Uh get a lot of these regulatory situations out of our way so that energy production could thrive in the state of Wyoming. Okay. So, let's get people to where you are and do do me a favor, I got another guest in the 8 o'clock hour, but you're going to be there for how long? I'll be here till about 10 o'clock. Okay. So, if you want to call in with another update as cars come rolling in, and do you have some in line right now? Yeah, yeah, we've got, uh, we've probably got about nine vehicles at the pump right now. Okay. Well, you can do a whole lot more than that. So, okay. Let's get people to where you are. And then if you can call back a little bit later on this morning with an update, I'd appreciate it. You're located where? We're down at Old Town Pump, 701 West Collins Drive. Okay. Thank you, Tyler. I appreciate it. Well, there's a Thank chance you. to save some money for you. Okay. Go on, save some money, get some gasoline. They're going to do about 200 cars if you want to go ahead and top it off right now. All right, so I went ahead. I'm going to go back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier this morning. So there was another mass shooting last night. And this was in the state of Maine. And the more I hear about this, the more I know what the other side is going to say. But let's look at some evidence here. First off... The guy that they're looking for who could have killed up to 22 people, we're still trying to figure out exactly how many victims there are here, don't know how many wounded, had walked into a bowling alley, which also had a restaurant in there and a bar and shot the place up. All right. So it turns out he had already been institutionalized for a couple of weeks because he was hearing voices. And then they let him go. And then I find out he had made threats. He wanted to go into the commissary on his base, basically the cafeteria on his base, and threatened to shoot that place up. Didn't do it. Instead, he picked the bowling alley. So he had made threats before. So some folks, and we we're talking about in the first hour of the program, gun laws in the state of Maine. Some people said, hey, Glenn, check out Maine's yellow flag law. Glad you mentioned that. Thank you. The story I have in front of me from, this is, uh, see, is it Maine Public Radio? No, no, this is actually a BBC World Service, but they have a good story on it. A Maine law has been described as a potential national model for keeping guns out of the hands of dangerous suicidal individuals. But the state's so-called yellow flag law has only been used uh, two dozen times in two years. And prosecutors say the law has both advantages 
and limitations. In September 2020, sheriff deputies responded to a potential suicide by cop situation in Bangor involving an armed man in mental health crisis. Rather than charge him criminally for the standoff, the police instead used the law to prohibit the man from possessing guns. Which I think that part's ridiculous. We're going to prohibit him from hanging up. But if he still wants to get him, he will. Sorry, right, but reading on. So they're able to utilize it effectively, the story says, in that case, rather than charge him. I don't think that's utilizing him. Just because they say you're not allowed to buy guns doesn't mean he won't find a way to get guns. I don't think they've really solved the problem here. Maine's yellow flag law has been invoked 24 times since 2020 to temporarily remove guns from people deemed to pose a threat to themselves or others. Unlike the red flag laws that are in effect in roughly 20 states, Maine's yellow flag law does not allow family members to directly petition a judge to order someone to temporarily give up their guns and prohibit them from acquiring new firearms. Only police can request it. So you need an officer on site to assess the situation. And Maine's law goes a step further by requiring a medical assessment of the person before the petition. So in other words, they have to go in front of a judge with experts. Due process. It's not that somebody can just make an accusation and police go and collect the guns and all that kind of stuff. There has to be due process. That's what Maine, That's why it's called the yellow flag law. They have a right to counsel, all of that. In other words, you can't take away someone's constitutional rights without due process of law. That's what Maine's trying to do. Still, though, in this case, I look at it as a failure of the law because here's the guy who, for a while, was a couple of weeks in an institution hearing voices in his head, had made threats of going to work, basically because of the military base, and shooting up the commissary. What's he still doing out there? How come someone's not helping this guy out? Obviously, there's a problem. So, okay, the the story goes on to talk about the law and how it's used and so on in the state of Maine. And I went ahead to take a look at Maine's – the the way I understand him, correct me if I'm wrong on this, folks, with what little I was able to look into this morning. It looks like in the state of Maine, it's much like Wyoming. If you want to own a gun, do you have – a clean criminal record. If you do, just go buy a gun. You can carry it however you want. That's what we do here in the state of Wyoming. However, if somebody seems to be in crisis mode, they can go ahead and do what they can to try to clear away guns which might be used, well, the person might use it on himself or other people. That's where this is supposed to go. So we're going to have to ask the question, not about the gun, which I know you're going to hear this if you haven't already in the news. we got to have gun control legislate. That's not the answer here. I want to know why is this guy in an institution for a couple of weeks? He's hearing voices. He's made threats. And yet they let him go. I don't have all the answers. I'm not going to claim to have all the answers. But I do have some serious questions about this. This is what we missed. All right, coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast after that. Then you and I get back into it. 745, Don Day will talk about the nice cold weather out there. Where I'm at right now, it's actually warmed up a little bit. We're back. I'm back up into the low 20s. It was into the teens for just a while. That cold weather is slowly moving south across the state. So about two-thirds of the state is in, let's say, the mid to upper teens. 
right about now. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. All right, you're really not going to like this one. I'm not trying to bring it down first thing in the morning, but really not going to like this one. So from Cowboy State Daily, part of that huge electricity rate hike that we've been talking about for a while is to pay for Washington State's carbon tax. <clears throat> yeah. So the state of Washington was a dominant thread, the story says, running through the first of what will be eight days or more of testimony about Rocky Mountain Power's proposed electricity rate increase could come up to close to 30% rate increase. The question centered on whether Wyomingites have been put on the hook for a carbon capture mandate in another state, which is not equity sharing in the cost of its own mandate. Rocky Mountain Power's request for a 137.2 million rate increase has been a lightning rod, the story says, and we've talked about this plenty of times before. Adam Lonely, attorney for Rocky Mountain Power, acknowledged that the company's rate increase seems daunting, but stressed that it's the company's first rate increase request since 2020. Quote, with the proposed rate increase, the company's residential rates will still be 35% less than the average rate for Wyoming investors, he said. But what I want to know is what's happening with, and then he talks about coal prices, you know, and other prices out there. But here's the elephant in the room, according to Cowboy State Daily. Many Rocky Mountain Power customers have had questions about the cost of, and I hate saying, they say renewables in the story. There's nothing renewable about them, wind and solar. Quote, how much of the rate increase is going to fund the black hole of wind and solar power projects? Rocky Mountain Power wrote back to explain its new wind resources have not actually cost Wyomingites additional money, but instead of taking the edge off the energy costs, which I don't believe. Only if, of course, they are heavily subsidized for that, but okay. With the new wind resources along with wind power projects, rates would have increased an additional 60% in Wyoming. Again, I'm not necessarily buying that. What about the carbon tax? Well, wind and solar have been a big bone of contention, the story says, with the current rate increase, a large majority of Wednesday's hearing centered around whether a carbon tax that had been placed on a facility in Washington state has been unfairly shouldered by the people of Wyoming. Rocky Mountain Power's position on the issue is that the carbon tax is an optional cost on a generation source that will by used by all six states served by Pacific Corps, which owns Rocky Mountain Power, which includes, uh, well, again, Rocky Mountain and, and other divisions. But right, power is being shared across these assets regarding for operating divisions. Traditionally, the cost of these commingled assets have been allocated in proportion to a given a state's use. So, okay, in other words, it's a big grid 
and we use part of it, so we're paying for part of it. There's another way of putting that. Quote, the generation tax is entirely analogous uh, to the Wyoming wind tax, which is assessed at a $1 per megawatt hour wind energy generation for the state of Wyoming. Recovering the costs associated with the tax is reasonable, he added, because the plan provides significant benefits to Wyoming customers, and they're only paying their share of the cost, he says. So they're saying... That's our share of the cost. Senator Case, however, and other investors see the issue as a little more complicated than Rocky Mountain Power presents them. Quote, we've had a longstanding policy of dividing up all of the assets of these states in proportion to the amount of energy that each state takes. He told Cowboys State Daily. So Wyoming takes about 15 percent. And we pay about 15 percent in the common asset. That's what we should be paying. But the, the Washington is not paying along those same line because it's providing its own residents with an offset so they don't pay the carbon tax. So everybody has to pay for it, but Washington State, that's where the rub is, Kay said. Rocky Mountain Power is trying to make sure that Wyoming pays part of the cost. So they're trying to akin the fact that uh, we have a, a tax on wind energy. This is where they make it. When something gets overly complicated like that, I immediately start getting suspicious of it. Honestly, I do. Uh, that and our own Wyoming carbon capture is another thing that just needs to come to an end because not only how useless it is, but how much it ends up costing us for something that is totally useless to do. And no, it doesn't help anyone. We get into carbon capture technology here in the state of Wyoming. Those people who want to keep coal, gas, and oil in the ground still want to keep it in the ground. It doesn't change their minds about it. It really doesn't. And it certainly does nothing to save the planet, as they say. 742, wake up Wyoming. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming off. We go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. So, Don, starting early this morning, watching one of those weather animation sites that you can watch things happen semi-real time. I've been watching this big blob of cold weather slowly moving down. And like the movie The Blob, it shows no signs of stopping. That sometimes it's kind of like the like honey or molasses. Yeah. It, it, it just doesn't race through. It just kind of oozes its way in. And that's really what it's been doing over the last couple of days. This time yesterday, we were talking about how cold it was, not very far north, but that cold air has now oozed its way south into the central parts of the state now. So we've got a big contrast between what will happen in the south today and the rest of the state as the south will be the last that would get that really cold air. Now, we get into this little one-two punch that we were talking about yesterday. So it sounds like you're saying everybody's going to get some snow, but how much just, of course, as always, depends on where you are. It's a big state. Right. The uh, the northern part of the state uh, is still getting snow. I just got a picture from somebody up in Grable. It looked like a good solid five to six inches of snow fell there overnight. Um, and they'll still be getting snow up there throughout the course of the day up north. The second wave of snow that comes in uh, Friday night and Saturday is going to really want to be in the far south. Uh, so Laramie, Rollins to Cheyenne down the Denver now, that area could see three, six inches of snow. Some areas a little bit more than that. The rest of the state with this second system 
mainly flurries and light snow showers. So I think when it's all said and done, the far west and the far north and the far south will have the most snow out of these two systems, not as much in the middle. Now still taking bets on when I-80 gets closed. <laughs> well, what's, what's yeah. the over-under? Yeah, just get over. Yeah, okay. So now as this sucker moves in, I notice uh, watching your uh, Cowboy State Daily podcast this morning, it really is a blast that comes straight down from up north the way all of these pressure systems have lined up. Yeah, the trajectory of air and understanding where the air masses are coming from when they come into your area is really, really important. You can trace the source region of this cold air that's coming all the way up to the north slope of Alaska. I mean, that's that's where it's being brought in from. And if you think about it, over a two- or three-day period, air from there is coming all the way down to here and will make it into northeast Mexico by Monday. Wow. So when you have a big latitude change like that, you're going to see a really big flip in the weather. And so this air mass is going to not only affect us, it's going to spread south and east into the rest of the nation, east of the divide, as we get into early next week. So this is going to be the a, a very widespread cold snap for a lot of the U.S. So my finger is twitching over the Blame Canada button. Fire it? Blame Canada. Hey, let me see. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave Alaska out of it. Yeah, so okay. Not even a real country anyway. 7.48 is the time. And, see, people were asking me to go ahead and play that song, and I found an excuse to do it. Nobody was asking you to play that no, song. No, pe- no, pe- no not was. true. People actually were sending me notes, will you do the Blame Canada song? Because they love that one. Oh, they have they, not heard it before? No, they've heard it before. They just absolutely love that one. Oh it's one of their favorite ones. Whenever the weather gets like this, now he could have, Don Day could have blamed Alaska. Because it comes straight down. Well, but blame them too, then. I I think I don't have a blame Alaska. Well, song. Well, we just blame Alaska. Uh, I should, blame we'll, Alaska. We'll let you sing that from now on. We'll let you go ahead. All right. Oh God, maybe we won't let you sing it from now. So okay, uh, we get into trick or treating. Oh, next year. Well, okay, you know, now. here's the thing about trick or treating. Yeah. When I was a kid, there was actually still people who did tricks. Yeah, I used to get little like plastic things. Right, you know, some some people put pennies in there, like like elderly people. Yep. And then some people gave yeah. you nothing, and oh. we remembered their address. Go, you yes, are getting you something from us. There. Yeah. And it was E G G S. Do not drop tubes of toothpaste in there. We don't want a banana, okay? Not an orange or something like that. We're after candy. Those little and, and I hate it when they call those little candies the fun sizes. There's nothing fun about that. The fun sizes are the big ones. The big ones that they also call shareable. I'm not sharing that. No, okay, so what time do you start trick or treating? Depends what age you are. That's right. Now the next one I would say three or four in the afternoon. Well you really okay. Now, now and this is what's also changed. Like um here, here's an example. Lander, Wyoming. Yeah. They, they're downtown. They have all their businesses do yeah. trick-or-treating on both sides of the street. It goes on for blocks. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and then they do it about, you know, it's still it's still daylight, but everyone brings their little toddlers down there, and they hit everybody on one side of the street and everybody on the right. other side of the street, and they call it good. It does make sense for a lot of Wyoming that doesn't have neighborhoods. True. Yeah, so that makes sense that they want to go ahead and do that. So, okay, that certainly helps out. Now, what age group should trick? When are you too old to trick or treat? That's a good question. I was going to say 
14. See, for me, as long as you show up in a decent costume, you're getting candy. Oh, come on. I don't care if you're an old man with a walker. If you're showing up in a cool costume. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Coming up on Saturday in college football, another big game for the Wyoming Cowboys. They will be on the road to take on Boise State. The folks are coming off a bye week. So in that case, if they play well on Saturday, then they could be termed as fresh and ready to go. And if they play iffy on Saturday after a bye week, then it can be termed as that they're just rusty because they haven't played. One thing for sure is in UW's two losses to Texas and Air Force, they were right in the game until the fourth quarter. So this has been a resilient group, even though they have a few flaws. Cowboys are 5-2 and two overall, 2-1 two and one in Mountain West Conference play. Boise State wants the standard bearer of the Mountain West, a mediocre 3-4 and four and 2-1 and one in league play. They choked away a game against CSU two weeks ago. They led by 20 and they lost on the last play of the game. And they started the season by getting drilled by nationally ranked Washington. The Broncos are ripe for picking and the folks are five-point favorites on the road in Boise. Think about that. 3.30 start on Saturday from Boise. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Larry. Say High School Football Playoffs will begin on Friday in 4A Mall. The games will start at 6 p.m. Sheridan, the top seed, will host Kelly Walsh. Cheyenne East, the second seed, they'll be at home to meet Rock Springs. The Trona, the three seed, has an intriguing game uh, at home against Cheyenne Central. And Campbell County, the four seed, will host Thunder Basin in the 50-50 game up in Gillette. Regional high school volleyball tournaments will start tomorrow. If you finish in the top four in regionals, you will qualify for next week's state tournament. In the 4A East, that will be in Sheridan. Laramie, the top seed, and really the 4A favorite to win it all. They'll play in the Trona in the first round on Friday at 10 a.m. Those are other first-round matches. Cheyenne Central will take on Campbell County. Cheyenne East plays Sheridan. Thunder Basin will play Cheyenne South. And this is a, a loser-out, a, a, a double elimination thing. In the 4A West, in the Green River, in, in Green River, Kelly Walsh, the two seed, will start with the uh, Green River. Kelly Walsh and Green River at 1130. And those regional tournaments will conclude on Saturday. Our latest Wild Preps High School Volleyball poll is out. Laramie rated number one. Cody two. Thunder Basin three. Kelly Walsh four. And Star Valley five. In three, a Mountain View remains number one, followed by Buffalo, Powell, Douglas, and Lyman. In two, a Bighorn remains number one. Grable two. Tug River three. Uh, Grable right two. Grable three. Tug River four. Burns five. And in one, a uh, Little Snake River rated number one, followed by Cokeville, Upton, Southeast, and Riverside. Our WildPreps.com Athletes of the Week have been announced. Hobby Wetzel from Star Valley, the boys winner. He repeated as the state cross-country champion in Class 4A over the weekend. The girls winner, Douglas Swimmer, Peyton Yost, who won two events and swam on two winning relays at the 3A East Conference meet in Cody over the weekend. Voting for next week's Athlete of the Week begins Friday at 5 p.m. and concludes on Monday at 9 a.m. Log on to wildpreps.com or the free Wild Preps app to get started with your selections. And it's in sports. I tell you what's too young to trick-or-treat. When the parents show up with a kid that obviously is too young to eat that candy, I know the parents are actually using the kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. However, can you deny the little no, the you baby can't deny who's dressed the little up baby. as a bumblebee? You, you, you just can't. Yeah, here's no. here's something. You let's know? face it. Who's really eating that candy? <laughs> it's they not going to be the kid. You know? So shame on you. I should, I'm going to give the candy away, but I'm going to call him out on it, too. Yeah. Okay? All right. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of, and we're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. Do you believe we're already getting to the season of Shop with a Cop? Hang on. We'll talk about it. Wake up, Wyoming.
six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me in the studio. And no, I'm not in any trouble. Lieutenant Bullard from the Casper Police Department. Good morning. Good morning. It's already, the, I was just saying to you a few minutes ago, it's already that time of year. Shop with a cop. I can't believe it's already snuck up on us. Uh, yeah. But here we are the end of October. We're, Christmas is right around the corner. So, yeah, we're already in full swing planning mode for Shop with a Cop. Okay. Now, and it's not just for those people because you're talking about the Casper area. Right. Wherever you might be listening, they're probably doing the same thing. Because Abs- I see every yeah. community. Right? Absolutely. Every community um, within Wyoming that I'm aware of and my extensive network of other law enforcement agencies in Wyoming have some kind of program similar to Shop with a Cop. Um, so, yeah, there's it, it may not be exactly what we do, but there's some yeah. kind of program around the state. Yeah. All right. So, first off, who are we benefiting here? We are benefiting the children of our community who, um, through some sort of circumstance, their family maybe can't provide a Christmas to them. Whether they're a victim of a crime, um, which we have a lot of, unfortunately, in our community, uh, that get volunteered to be uh, part of this so that they have a more positive interaction with police officers than maybe they did during the initial contact with them or families who are uh, having like financial difficulties whether there's something medical going on at home or loss of job loss of income where that kid maybe isn't going to get a christmas present under the tree that's what we are there for um we step in we have um Walmart and Sam's Club are the main donors. We also have some other private donors from around the community that step up, and we try to provide a $60 gift card to uh, the last several years now. We've done about 350 kids per year, uh, so 350 kids in our community getting a $60 gift card that they can spend on whatever they want. Um, we buddy up with an officer with the kiddo, go around and shop, and really have just a great time. Um for us in law enforcement, we have so much negativity that we deal with on a mm-hmm. daily basis that when we get to hook up with those kids and go shopping and see the smiles on their faces, it really is like recharging yeah. our batteries. Yeah. It will not change what they feel when they're driving a car for the first time and there's that crop right behind them. Right. And they're not doing anything wrong, but you know the feeling, right? right. That will never go away. But you do feel different about an officer in person. Correct. All right. Now, for those people who think, well, that's going to be me, I'm going to need that kind of help, how do they make sure that they get on your list? Uh, so there's several places that you can go to your local uh, law enforcement office, whether it's Mills PD, Evansville PD, the sheriff's office, our, our office, and pick up a physical copy of the application. Or if you go to casperpolice.org um, and click through the link right on the uh, homepage that goes to Shop with a Cop, the, there's an online application or you can print out the application if you prefer the PDF fill it out and bring it down to the station and we'll we'll get it input into the system and see what we can do for you. It is an application process. We don't take all of the kids that um, are submitted every year. We really try to focus on the ones that need it the most. Okay. Now, for those people who would like to help you out, how do they do that? Um, they can call myself. Um, 235-8268 is our main dispatch number. Uh, they can send me a message uh, with your contact information. I can certainly make arrangements on getting that donation brought in. Um, and we'll take money from anybody and everybody who's willing to give it. So Okay. So, again, there's the phone number. Is there any place they can go online? Um, really, that's the best that's way really to get a hold way. of us. Yeah, is just to, to get a hold of me and I'll, I'll facilitate getting that. Okay. That Let's donation. give them that number again. 307-235-8268. And when do you start shopping? Because, again, we're almost here. It's just so okay. close. Right. So I think the first weekend of December, so I think it's December 2nd and 3rd, 
um, will be on December 2nd, we'll be at Walmart West. December 3rd, we'll be at Walmart East. Okay. So plenty of people can go. You got time to go ahead and do this, whether you want to do, you know, the, you need help or you want to go ahead and give help, one or the other. And then do all the officers participate in this? Um, it, it's voluntary. Um, I think the last two years we've seen a huge increase in the number of officers that come out. So Casper Police, uh, and the Trona County Sheriff's Office, Mills PD, Evansville PD, Midwest, um, the Natrona County Air, uh, Airport, uh, Rescue Fire, um, Highway Patrol, FBI, um, I can't. Yeah. I can't list all of the agencies. Yeah. Um, I think it's also important for me, if I have time, to uh, thank First Lady Gordon and the Wyoming Hunger Initiative. This is going to be the fourth year that the Wyoming Hunger Initiative is also donating uh, ten thousand dollars, so that we wow. can send home holiday meals with the families that come and participate, because uh, we want to make sure that they have food on the table also for the holiday. Okay. So if you're in the Casper and Trona County area, but of course outside that area, any place across Wyoming, just get a hold of your local police department ask about it they'll they'll lead you to the right place but give that phone number again i'll make sure everybody gets it 307-235-8268 thanks for coming in this morning thank you sir wake up wyoming it's on wake up wyoming with glenn woods from k2 radio join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS Let's get back into the swing of things. 816 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Here comes the most dangerous part of any program that's on the radio that has open phones. And that would be the open phone segment. So, Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in. And let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. And we did cover a whole lot of topics this morning, so you can go back to whatever it is you want to go back to at the time. Now I'm going to go on to a different topic. We talked about this yesterday briefly in Oregon. Well, actually, I should say not briefly. I spent a lot of time on this yesterday in Oregon. This is outrageous. They decided. Just to go ahead and, and forget those closing tests when someone's about to graduate in school because, you know, it might affect certain minority groups and they made all sorts of excuses for it. Or are they just trying to cover the fact that in Oregon the schools have just gotten that bad? Headline that I have, Oregon moms slam the removal of standardized tests from high school graduation requirements. They say basically it's not surprising to him. Here's what one Oregon mom had to say. Because she was just livid. It's not surprising that they've continued to push off 
um, you know, the implementation of new graduation requirements. They got rid of the requirements back in 2021, and they were supposed to implement new graduation requirements, I believe, next year. But instead, they're just, they continue to push it off. They're pushing it off for five more years. So really, they're, they've kind of essentially made an Oregon high school diploma a participation trophy because they're not requiring students to be able to prove that they can read and do math at an 11th grade level in order to graduate. And really, they're just, it's a huge disservice for students because really this is supposed to serve as a checkpoint to make sure that they're prepared to go on to, you know, higher education or, you know, the workforce. They always say that the agenda has something to do with underserved communities and marginalized students and how, you know, the tests do them a disservice. I actually think that these tests are designed to serve as a checkpoint to make sure they're ready or allow them to get extra help if they need it. Proficiency rates here in Oregon are dismal and they're they're not getting better. Are they removing these standards so that it, it looks like students are actually doing better? And they actually announced, I believe it was last year, that we had some of the highest graduation rates in years. Well, when you remove standards to graduate, it's really easy to show an increase in graduation rates. But that doesn't mean that those students are actually ready to go on to the real world and are going to be able to be successful when they get there. So I would have to agree with the mom in this particular case. She's wondering just out loud, but I think it's a real good possibility that schools are doing so bad in Oregon, they want to make it look good. So if they remove the testing from that, I mean, just a theory, but if you remove the testing, hey, look how many people graduated. Okay, they graduated, they got out, but so what? Just because they graduated and got out doesn't mean they're ready to be out there in the real world. Were they prepared for the real world? And in Oregon, I would say probably not. I would also, just out of curiosity, like to take a real good look at what they're teaching in Oregon schools. What exactly is on the agenda here? Are they, it's not just a matter of the kids can't really read and write, don't know a whole lot about history. It's like that song, don't know much about history. Well, not going to get a good education in Oregon schools, apparently, and it seems to be getting worse. But what are they doing in the meantime? What exactly happens in that classroom? What are they doing in the meantime? How come they're not trying to raise the standard, not just for the kids, but raise the standards for the teachers as well? Well, all right. Instead of, and I know the teachers' unions love protecting the teachers, but you're supposed to turn out something, let's call it, for lack of a better term, uh, call it a good product. I know there's better ways we can put it, but we'll call that the kid, when the kid graduates and is actually ready for the real world, they were given the information they need, the skills they need, math and so on, so they can get out in the real world and get something done. That's really releasing a good product into the world. If they can't do it, that's one of the reasons you hear me as a big proponent of school vouchers. Because if your public schools are doing that bad, then where else can you go? Which is why I'm often confused by those, and it even happens here in the state of Wyoming. There are those who are opposed to the idea of school vouchers here in the state of Wyoming. They hate the idea. You're just trying to shut down the public schools. Well, if the public schools are failing the kids then let's look for alternatives, if that's the case. All right, so story in front of me says, and this is an update from where I was yesterday, Oregon-based parental right group says, not surprising that Oregon State Board of Education decided to remove the requirement to show proof of mastery in reading, writing, and math through standardized tests in order to graduate from school. 
Quote, it's not surprising that they continue to push off the implementation of new graduation requirements. They always say that the agenda has something to do with the, well, they want to protect those in the underserved communities and marginalized students and so on. Is that really what's going on? I would say that's not really what's going on. I think they want to try to protect themselves. So that's why you just heard her say, I think that proficiency rates here in Oregon are dismal. And then they're not getting any better. She continued, and so part of me wonders is, you know, are they removing these standards so that it looks like the students are actually getting better? Again, you can go ahead and say, look at how many people we graduated. Yeah, but when they get out into the real world, what are they actually able to do? And this is where we've talked about this before, where people graduate school with no idea what money really is or how it works. They honestly don't. They have no idea what the purpose of a job is. They don't know anything about the history of their country or why America even became a country and how this is supposed to work. The number of people that I've met as adults who will say that America is a democracy, not understanding it's actually a republic and not knowing the difference. But also, when it comes to reading and writing, I understand. I know some of you are resisting it, but I understand that now we read and write differently because technology has taken over. But still, the idea of being able to write by hand, that includes cursive, but being able to write by hand, being able to to do math and so on. I never was good in math, and I hate that. I hate that I'm not as good in math as I really like to be. But I still had to be proficient enough. I understand the mathematical formulas, but I'm just not like some people I know that are just whizzes in math. I want to be. I really do. But I still had to meet certain requirements so I could do things like, you know, balance my own finances. I could run a business. I still can. I just can't do the higher math like I really wanted to. My brain just doesn't seem to function that way. But I'm good in other things. There's other things I excel at. But still, I had to meet certain basic requirements. And what about, there's a uh, charter school opening up. There's one that's happening in Chugwater, Wyoming. Another charter school is opening up in Mills, Wyoming. And these charter schools are engaging what they call a classical education, which includes not just learning about the Constitution and history, but even reading the classics and understanding the classics and understanding why they are considered classics in the first place. But I would say more than anything else, giving kids a hunger for education. So after they leave school, they want to continue, whether they go back to, whether they go to college or someplace else, or they just want to teach themselves. Story says standard tests will be issued. However, the board voted to remove the standard test as a factor for determining whether students received their diplomas or not. So you can flunk the standard test. You're still going to get a diploma. It's well, like the, you just heard the mom say. It's a participation trophy. Also, students who fail to demonstrate proficiency in essential skills will not be required to make up their senior year. So that's where you just heard her say, let's be clear. We haven't, well, and I'm sorry, this is the um, Oregon Department of Education said. We haven't eliminated assessments for Oregon students. What's changed is the specific test score for graduation. In other words, you don't need one. Oh, you still got to take the test. It just doesn't mean anything. 
So go if it's a multiple choice questionnaire, just mark whatever, get up and leave the room. Why waste your time? Now, during a board meeting, state board member Vicky Lopez insisted no assessment was removed. We haven't removed or suspended any sort of assessment, but yes, they have. This is where, again, they try to cover up. We haven't really removed any. No, your assessments are still there. They just don't mean anything anymore. So furthermore, the state board members cited the way the assessment results were being used to, again, they they have to talk about this. They want to protect marginalized students of color and students with disabilities. Now, this is where I thought that was, yesterday I talked about this, thought that was really insulting. Are you saying that students of color, as they say, and students who have different disabilities, depending on the disability, are not smart enough? Is that what you're saying? Well, we have to go ahead and let the students of color pass because they could never possibly learn this. Is that what you're saying? Because that sounds really insulting to me. As far as I'm concerned, any kid can make it. Any kid can make it. If the teacher is a good teacher and knows how to teach and how to motivate, then the kids will do just incredibly well. This is go back to the state of Wyoming with this. One of the reasons why here in this state, um, one of those who pushed for the idea of the school voucher program to give you, the parent, a choice. So you can go ahead and select where you want to go. If you think your local public school is doing great, good, because there are public schools out there that are good, and there are public school teachers out there that are really good, and if that's working for you, send your kid there. But if it's not working for you and you're thinking, I just need to get my kid out of here, well, get out of here to where? You should have that option. And that's where I'm in favor of choice. Because a free market system of choice solves this problem every time. All right. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of, here's Blue Eyes from Douglas. For those kids that can't keep up with normal kids, she says... You're just a little bit slower. It isn't that uh, why we have special ed teachers to give them uh, more one-on-one so they can keep moving on and teaching them. Yes, actually, that's... There are some people who are a bit slower. And some people, you know, like me, I, there, there are some things I struggled in. There are some subjects I excelled in and other subjects I struggled in. That's why that help is supposed to be available. Coming up on local news update on your weather forecast. And back to you and I and open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. Spreading across Wyoming faster than a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up, Wyoming mobile app. Thirty-six at the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Our triple eight ninety-seven Woods phone number. That's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Morning, Micah. Good morning. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> I I got interested when you started talking about math. Right. How people really should be better at it. And yep. It is so true. You know, it is so vital in so many little ways that add up to big things. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago when I used to smoke cigarettes. And 
I then had a daughter, and there were, you know, choices of doing things or not doing things monetarily. And then I started thinking, you know, I wonder how much I'm spending on cigarettes. Yeah. Well, the other day, it's funny that you mentioned math, because the other day I was in a store, and I was getting up some things, and in the back there was, you know, all these cigarettes up there. And the least expensive pack was six dollars. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy Toledo, <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of money. And so I started, you know, calculating these. What would that be over a year? Do you know that people who smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, if it's only six dollars and you know, and then they can go up even higher, they are spending two thousand two hundred dollars well, two thousand one hundred ninety dollars a year. Yeah. That's an extra two thousand dollars in their pocket if they just would cut out something that's going to cut their life short anyway. Mm-hmm. In my book... And reduce their quality yeah. of life. In my book, The Uncomplicated know, you, Life, I went through that most people are broke, not because of big expenditures, although that certainly does happen. In most cases, right. we nickel and dime ourselves to death. All those little things we buy throughout the course of a day or during the course of a week... Add it up. Yeah. You do that, you'll be shocked at how much money you're spending. Oh, yeah, you would. Yeah. And, you know, and then I used to, for years, I used to rent um, a, a shampoo, rug shampoo or thing every year, you know, yeah. for spring cleaning and everything. And after a while, I started thinking, okay, for as much as I'm renting that machine, yeah. and, you know, over the years, those things got cheaper and cheaper if you would just bought them. Yeah. And, you know, I finally figured out, oh, my gosh, you know, three cleanings, I could own my own sure. and do it whenever I wanted. Yeah. I mean, just little things like that. But, you know, after a while, it becomes a game because I hated math in school, too. But then when I got into real estate uh-huh. and started really playing around with numbers, it was amazing how many people I could get into houses. But other agents were just like, oh, no, the numbers don't add up. And I'm like, well, you know, if you did, you know, and it was incredible what can happen if people would really just pay attention to it. This is like, oh, what's the name of the financial show that comes on later on today here? Dave Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey. So much of what he does with people is just get them to sit down and take a look at their expenses and realize how. In fact, here's something I also put in my book, The Uncomplicated Life. The first car that I ever got, like everybody else, I did payments, right? And then I realized if I make sure to pay myself faithfully every month and let that add up, eventually I have a nice pile of cash and it is not spending interest, it's earning interest. Now, you want a great deal on an automobile. Go to a car lot at the end of the month and look for the salesperson who's desperately trying to make quota and tell him you have cash. Right. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because the coworker um, that I had years ago had also figured up he was newly wed and yeah. he and his wife had one car and, you know, he was debating, should I go in, you know, and, and finance, you know, to get another car or whatever? Well, they, they finally did. They bought a real junker, yeah. which was good. They could afford that. But he said that he sat down and started doing the math. Right. And he figured out that if what he was going to be paying in monthly payments on a nicer car, if he, like you said, just paid it to himself, just put it right. in his little interest-bearing <laughs> savings yeah. account... He could afford to buy a brand new car every seven years. Sure. 
and that's a brand new car. And he's like, wow, so look at how many used cars I could yeah. buy. Also, yeah, do the same but, thing know, when it comes to... playing the game, and all of a sudden, yeah. it's to your benefit. Right. You know, and, and not too long ago, I was figuring up some stuff, and for um, those certificates of deposit, short term, like from six to eight months or something, right. they were giving like a 5% interest. Well, if you took $150,000 and slapped that in there for a year, you would come back out with an extra $6,000. Sure. And people just don't realize that they're just throwing their money away or just yeah. letting it slip away this from them why when you... they could just do these simple things. Yeah, this is why you've heard me say before, you know, right now, actually, despite inflation, Americans yep. earn more money now than their grandparents ever imagined was possible. The problem yep. is we spend our money like a bunch of idiots, and that's yep. why we can't afford what our grandparents used to be able to afford. Right. No? Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Well, anyway, so yeah. that's my little tidbit for the day. No, I appreciate you. Call. I'm glad you quit smoking, too. All right. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D. This is a topic we got into a couple of days ago about, I know inflation's bad. I know trying to buy a car right now is bad. Trying to buy a home right now. Oh, dear Lord. It's just insane. Try to. It's just insane. Groceries, ex more expensive than ever before. But it might just be a good thing if it causes Americans to stop and take a look at how they spend money. Because when you got plenty of money, you tend to buy all sorts of stupid little things. Like I said in The Uncomplicated Life, we nickel and dime ourselves all day long. And not realizing how much money we're actually blowing. And you add it up like Micah did there, and you find out, oh, my Lord, just a ton of money. All right, Redbeard, good morning, Glenn. Check out Casey uh, Stringers, is that it? Uh, Facebook page. She's a teacher at Chugwater Prairie View Community School. Yes, I know about that one, alternative school for kids learning something. Um, I know about that school, and I've talked to a few of the people in the area about that. This is Redbeard and Guernsey I'm talking to. I've been wanting to get someone from that school on the air. But, yeah, I know all of that's one of um, – no, wait a second. I'm sorry. No, yeah, we are talking about the one, the Chugwater Prairie View Community School. Yeah, I've been watching that one get put together in Chugwater. One of the places that I think will do Wyoming a whole lot of good. Then there's the other school in Mills, Wyoming. And they're both using classical teaching in their schools, which I think will benefit kids greatly. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, the late leaf changes is happening in Thermopolis, and the roads are slick right now. By the way, Grandpa Rich, I have a story up on the Wake Up Wyoming site about the new location of the One-Eyed Buffalo, which is that great restaurant, folks, in right in downtown Thermopolis. I've always, I, I got to go there when I go to Thermopolis. I got to stop and get a burger there. They make their beer on the spot for those who like beer. Um, they have great burgers and other things to eat. They had a small stage for a local duo at most to play some music for you. But now they're across the street in a much bigger location, and it's open. And it, it looks really nice. Even the governor stopped by when they did their grand reopening. All right. Oh, Tim, and look at the interest spent on credit cards. Oh, good point, Tim. Yeah, when you take a look at, for those people who like to use credit cards, I don't. I don't do credit cards. I agree with Dave Ramsey on this. I have the money to buy it or I can't buy it. 
and I'll, I'll put money aside. I know that every so often we have to buy a new computer or get a new cell phone or get a new car. If you put the money aside, you earn interest. If you use your credit cards, you're spending interest. There's a big difference in the two as to how you save money and how you wind up not digging a deep dead hole for yourself. 845, wake up. The Antidote Morning Radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 848 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the creepy crypt we go where Frank Gambino is lurking by. So, Frank, we were talking about people who leave things in trick-or-treaters buckets like uh, toothpaste and bananas. Yeah, and empty, you know, plastic things. Now, I'll I'll say this, and I won't identify this but uh, personally, but last year I helped someone give out uh, treats at Halloween. Uh Uh-huh. Dollar coins. Okay. And the kids looked at me like, um, what is this? Yeah, it's a dollar coin. Yeah. Well, you they didn't know. It's they a didn't do- know. I gave you a dollar. The, the, the parents, yeah. after the kids showed them that, oh, wow. That's hey, we, so don't, cool. we, we haven't gotten that before. Yeah. The kid had no idea what to do. You, you probably would have been pranked if they hadn't asked mom and dad. Okay. Woman offered trick-or-treaters potatoes just to see what the reaction was going to be. Uh, and and what was yeah. the reaction? Uh, let me see. I would have thrown it through the window. Yeah, a woman uh, documented hilarious reactions. She shot video of handing out raw potatoes to trick-or-treaters. <laughs> Offering kids a choice also. Some kids, she said, do you want the candy or do you want the potato? And, of course, all the kids look at them like, are you crazy? But okay. And they took the potato. Yeah, no, they kid, all the kids wanted the candy. So uh, it's a little fast and furious at some points. It's so funny because I told my husband I was going to do it, and he didn't think anyone would take the potato, but there's a few kids that actually said, I'll take the potato. And here's the thing. I would have taken the potato as a kid just because I would have thought, well, this is weird and funny. Give me the potato. Yeah. Now, I will tell you this. All right. So where I'm at, you know where I live on Oakcrest there. Mm-hmm. Didn't get any trick or treaters when I first moved here. I was all ready to go. This is my. You've seen the whole way down here. This is my holiday, Frank. I love. No, no, I, I get love it. this holiday. Yeah, it's great. And, but nobody showed up. I just, I just moved into that house. I'm waiting for him. Nobody. And the next year, nobody. On the third year, one little girl showed up. The only thing we had for her was a golf ball because, you know, we got so many. So we said, would you take a golf ball in lieu of candy because we don't have any candy? And the little girl laughed and said, you know, fine, give me the golf ball. Because she laughed because it's weird, it's different, I'll take it so I can talk about it. Golf balls for Halloween. Okie dokie. Regional high school volleyball tournaments will start tomorrow. If you finish in the top four in regionals, you'll qualify for next week's state tournament in Casper. That 4A East Regional will be in Sheridan. Laramie, the top seed, and really the 4A favorites win it all. We'll take on the Trone in the first round on, on Friday morning. And this is the double elimination tournament. Cheyenne Central meets Campbell County in round one. Cheyenne East plays Sheridan at 1130, and Thunder Basin plays Cheyenne South at 230. The 4A West is in Green River. And then on Friday, Kelly Walsh, they're 
going to be a two-seed, and they will take on Green River in the opening round, and those regional tournaments will conclude on Saturday. Our latest Wild Preps High School volleyball poll is out in 4A, Laramie rated number one, Cody two, Thunder Basin three, Kelly Walsh four, and Star Valley five. In 3A, Mountain View remains number one, followed by Buffalo, Powell, Douglas, and Lyman. Over in 2A, Bighorn is still number one, right two, Grable three, Tongue River four, and Burns five. And in 1A, Little Snake River is number one, followed by Cokeville, Upton, Southeast, and Riverside. Our WildPreps.com Athletes of the Week have been announced. Hobby Wetzel from Star Valley, the boys' winner. He repeated as the 4A cross-country state champion over the weekend. And the girls' winner is Douglas swimmer Peyton Yost, who won two events and swam on two winning relays for the Bearcats in that 3A East meet in Cody over the weekend. Voting for next week's Athlete of the Week begins on Friday at 5 p.m. and concludes on Monday at 9 a.m. Log on to wildpreps.com or the free Wild Preps app to get started with your selections. See, high school football playoffs will begin on Friday in all five classes. And, and uh, all the 4A games will start at 6 p.m. in 4A. Sheridan is the top seed. They'll host Kelly Walsh. Cheyenne East is the second seed hosting Rock Springs. The Trona, the three seed with an intriguing home game against Cheyenne Central on Friday night. And Campbell County, the four seed, will host Thunder Basin in the 50-50 game up in Gillette on Friday. Coming up on Saturday in college football, another big game for the Wyoming Cowboys. They'll be on the road to take on Boise State. The Pokes are coming off a bye week, so if they play well on Saturday, that means the team is fresh and rested. And if they play iffy on Saturday after a bye week, then they're rusty. One thing for sure is in UW's two losses to Texas and the Air Force, they're right in the game until the fourth quarter and sometimes even just right down the stretch so they've been resilient and even with a few flaws but they're five and two overall two and one in mountain west play boise state once the standard bearer of the mountain west is a mediocre three and four and two and one in league play they blew a big lead and lost to csu on the last play of the game two weeks ago and they got drilled by nationally rated washington to start of the year the broncos are ripe for picking and the folks are five point favorites in the game think about that 3.30 start on Saturday from Boise. We'll have that for you on KC Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. Right for the picking, huh? Right for the picking. They okay. can be beaten. Yes, they can. They can be beaten. Okay. And our boys have been doing good this year. Yes, and they, this is this is your time. Okay. How have the cheerleaders been doing? Do they, they look good? I have no okay. idea. I have, okay. you know, they they always look good. good. How's the water boy doing? I, I don't know how many they I, have. I would cheer for the water boy. What about the towel boy? We never cheer it's for him. Probably the same as the water. How about boy? a towel boy fan club? I would do that. Okay. I would wear his. You, you know, start that up, and then we'll, we'll we'll go from there. Wear a t-shirt for towel boy. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Just Thank like, you, Frank. Yeah. Coming up on some local business. Well, these people need some attention. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's wake up my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So, yeah, gas prices have come down a bit, but they're still way above where they should be, as well as other prices out there, groceries, so many different things. Little help is available. So let's go to Casper, Wyoming. Tyler, how goes it out there at the gas station? It's great. Uh, the frozen chosen that are standing out here getting the job done. We're we're hustling. We're about halfway through. Okay, so let's explain to people your where and for what reason. Yeah, we're down at uh, Old Town Pump, uh, which is on 701 West Collins Drive. We've lowered the price of gas down to $2.38.
and the price of diesel is down to three dollars and thirty nine cents. Okay, so for those people showing up, now remember, just show up to get your car topped off there. Don't bring your RV. Don't bring extra gas cans. They're not doing that. But they are going to top people's gas tanks off. And you're, what was it, a total of 200 cars that you were going to try to get done? Yeah, we're doing 200 cars. We're halfway there. So we've only got 100 more to go. So don't wait on this one. We've got about an hour left. And if you're not here in the next hour, it's going to be too late. Okay. Now, after this, I think yesterday you said you're going to Cheyenne, Wyoming. That one's a little bit different, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to we're going to be hitting up Cheyenne, Wyoming next month in November. So, uh, also us standing out there freezing, and uh, we'll be doing it down in down in the capital city. Also, going to be going after about 200 vehicles, and we'll be reducing the price down to 238 again. Wow. Okay. So yeah, this goes around the state with this. Now, of course, this is to raise awareness for something. So, Tyler, your group is? Yeah. So this is Americans for Prosperity, Wyoming. And we're raising awareness that we're out here. We're a grassroots organization. If this seems like your kind of your kind of gig that you, you would want to be involved with an organization that <laughs> wants to reduce prices back to pre-Biden era, uh, then we're your type of organization. Okay, so stop by and go ahead and get that discount, and they'll tell you what they're all about in the meantime while you're doing that. Going to be there till 10 o'clock, so you got just a little while to go. Figure out how to get there. Let's get people to that location if they're not familiar with it. Yeah, so you just got to, if you're familiar with uh, where Natrota County High School is, we're right down by that, 701 West Collins Drive. You can punch that into your Google Maps and get right to it. All right, Old Town Pump. All right, thank you, Tyler. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. And I know a lot of other people appreciate getting that gas. Well, Bill just sent me a note. Bill and Casper, morning, Glenn. Just want to let you know I stopped at the Old Town Pump, and they are still doing discounts on gas. Now, Cheyenne, in November, you're next. And they're not done. They're going to go around the states, including doing things like discounts on groceries, stuff like that, all to raise awareness for their organizations. But why not take advantage of the money? So, okay, 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Let's real quick, I'm going to go to that representative who pulled the fire alarm and then lied about it. There's an update on the story. So, yeah, he has pleaded to a charge. Not as much as I would like to see, but okay. And he's still lying about it. Obstructing a congressional proceeding is punishable by up to five years in prison. Just so you know. Says, heck, people did far less than pull a fire alarm and got in big trouble because of that. But he pleaded down, so he'll go ahead and pay a fine for that. And he hopes at some point after paying the fine that they'll dismiss the charges. He still insists he did not do it to obstruct a, a vote. Grandpa Rich is in Thermopolis. I was talking earlier. And Rich, I wrote an article about the one-eyed buffalo. So they have that new location across the street, which I haven't tried yet, but it looks nice. Yeah, they got three locations, actually. I okay. sent you three pictures. Okay, I'll take a look. And uh, they got some really good steaks. Yeah. And uh, they, they got oh, they got this Jaeger uh, schnitzel. Okay. It's super, man. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a couple other things I was going to... Did you hear something about the reason that that COVID-19 was actually done was to take out all the old people so they didn't have to pay any more social security. Oh, uh, that's, you know, yeah. Tin had conspiracy theorist stuff that I don't really buy into. I don't think that was it at all. 
But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I like the way you use my pictures there for okay. softball. We just split them up. Yeah, I do. You know? I just looked at those pictures and I see you have a lot of snow up there right now. Yeah, a little more than they said, and it's supposed to keep snowing. But that's okay. That's our first snow. Yeah. That's really weird. It's been like an okay. Indian summer. We've really been yeah. blessed. Well, okay. <laughs> that, that's it. This is the the first real test. We did get a test here where I am of the snow machine a couple of weeks ago, but it only just lasted like a day. Now, that cold weather is going to stick with you for a little while, though. So hang in there. Yeah. This is going to be a cold weekend. All right, Rich. Thanks for calling in. Rich is in Thermopolis. He likes to send me pictures of the hot springs. While he's out there, too. He always likes to drive out and take a look at the buffalo and then go take a look at the hot springs. And then he sends me pictures of that every single morning. Triple eight ninety seen woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. See, uh, New Jersey School District cancels Halloween. Oh, we're, we're doing that again already. Okay. Uh, oh, is this a different Rich? This is a Richard and Casper. Hello, Richard. Good morning. How are you today? Good, sir. What you got for me? Um, I just wanted to chime in. Uh, you'd mentioned the charter school in Casper, yeah. WCA. Uh, they're a great school. I've got three kids there. They're having a, a fantastic experience, and they're having an informational meeting tonight. For parents that are curious about it, like to see the school, like to okay. see how well it's going, you can do a tour, um, meet people, uh, uh, learn more about it. But uh, I, it's a great school. I can't say enough about it. Yeah. I've got a kindergartner in it. Uh, she comes home, and we, we, you know, she's got some assignments that she does at home at night where she'll we read to her. She's learning about numbers. My oldest is in sixth grade, and. Um, just having a great experience. Okay. You know, they're challenging the kids, but but uh, my sixth grader would otherwise be in middle school, and she's quite quite happy and peaceful, just working hard, doing her thing, and um, just just great school. And actually learning something with what they call a classical education there, which is good. So, okay, for those people yes. who need to get to this, I mean, these are people who might not be satisfied with their current public school system, and they're around the Natrona County area. So how did they get to this meeting? Um, well, the, the the website will give you information about it, wildclassical.org, or if you search for WCA. But it's the, the school there in, in Mills. Um, I always just turn by that big eagle statue. Right. When I go across the bridge there into Mills, you pass that big eagle statue and yeah. just turn right in there, and you're going to get right to the school. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, what? it's... It's great. What time is this that they're going to have this? It's, a, it's at 6 o'clock tonight. 6 o'clock tonight. Okay. We're stopping by. All right. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, that school's doing really well, and I I know that the one in Chugwater is trying to do the same thing. They're still putting that school together. Oh, tonight, by the way, I'll be up past my bedtime, but it's worth it. So, you know, Mike Rowe's coming to town. Now, that also is in the Casper area. Mike Rowe's coming to town uh, tonight. He was... I know he'll be at the uh, college, Casper College, but then he's going over to the Wyoming Ford Center, which you can get tickets for, by the way. Just go to the Wyoming Ford Center. And he appears at 7 o'clock. So my tickets, like yours, will be for 7 o'clock tonight to see Mike Rowe speaking. Yes, of the Dirty Jobs fame. Also, Micro Works, trying to get kids a practical education and a good job skill. Carol. How you doing this morning? 
Uh, Peggy, but that's okay. Close enough. Okay. <laughs> what you got? Glenna, I'm calling you from northeast Colorado and Sterling, and we really enjoy your show down here. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. Just in your comments about money, I'm mm. 77 years old, and to let you know, I've moved many, many times in my lifetime. My husband was in the oil patch, and so we were always moving. Every time I would move, I would realize where I had been spending my money since the last move. Oh, yeah. And yeah. things I get rid of and pack and everything. So that was pretty enlightening. Yeah. And another little clue, when I get in a buddy's car, if there's change laying all over and on the floor, yeah. I can assure you they are not good money managers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try to, yeah, there's less and less change in people's pockets today since we're doing things more and more cashless. But I also noticed for yeah. the longest time when I would be at the grocery store, for example, I would always look when I got out of my car to see if there was any money on the ground. Because a lot of times people will get up to get in and out of their cars and it dumps right out of their pockets right next to their vehicle and they never bothered to pick it up. Well, that, that's a good tip. I've never thought of that. But yeah. I do notice coins laying around the parking lots and stuff. I thought they were just too lazy to pick it up. Yeah, usually but, that's the case. Yeah, didn't notice it. All right. Hey, anyway. thank you for calling in this morning. I appreciate it. Okay, and I just have yeah. one other little tip. Sure, go ahead. For years, I have lived on a budget, and here's how I do it. I have about a dozen categories that are pretty major. Okay. And, for instance, my car insurance. I take it, I divide it by 12 months, and if it's $100 a month that way, every month I tuck away $100 sure. in that particular account. So when it comes time to pay my bill, I don't have to worry about where it's coming from. I already have it there. Yeah, you thought about it in advance. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. So those little tips. <laughs> All right, thank you. She's 77, so she knows what she's doing by now. Uh, and some of these things I also, what she said at the opening of that, which is something also, again, I put in the uncomplicated life, put it to you this way. When I first got my first apartment, and I did what a lot of people do, I would get paid, I'd go buy stuff. And eventually I had all sorts of stuff in my apartment. I mean, because this job tends to keep me moving around a bit, although I hope I stay here, uh, but it just keeps me moving around because of that. I had to move right away. I was in Fort Myers, Florida. I had to move. And so I start going through my apartment to pack stuff up, and I realize how much stuff I've acquired over just a few years. That's what she was saying is every time she moves, she realized how much stuff she purchased because she was getting rid of stuff so she didn't have to move at all. And then it struck me like it did her how much time or and money, how much really did I spend on getting stuff that I maybe played with for a little while then never did anything else with it ever again. So I have all this stuff taking up room in my – and it was not a big apartment, but I have all this stuff taking up room, which means the place looks untidy because I have so much stuff. It costs me a lot of money. It's causing me stress to be out of that money and to have all that stuff and clutter in the house. What if I just didn't buy all of that? So I got rid of so much stuff. When I moved to my next place, I just made sure that I didn't buy every little thing that I felt like mine. I didn't go out and purchase on a whim every little thing. I wasn't constantly bringing new stuff into the house. So not only did I save a bunch of money, but when I went to move the next time, I was out of there in no time at all. It was so easy just to pack up and go because I didn't have a whole lot of stuff. Save time, money, stress. The house was always clean. Let's wake up Wyoming.
If it matters in Wyoming, it matters to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. 924 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Okay, a couple of different places that are just buzzkills when it comes to holidays. Of course, we're coming up on Halloween. Here's one story. New Jersey School District cancels Halloween celebration on campus. See, there's always somebody. Every year we go through this. Not having Halloween for some seems silly. We're cheating our children out of something, this author says. Well, okay. So, Thomas Young has a child who goes to a school but says uh, his kid was a student at South Orange uh, Maplewood School right now, which is a public school. He'd be angry. According to a letter from the superintendent, the school district explained Halloween celebrations created unintentional financial hardships for families who struggled to afford costumes. Oh, come on. If you can't afford a costume, make one. It violated the dignity of some students culturally or religiously, he said. Ultimately, they decided they wouldn't have Halloween celebrations and costumes during school hours. Noting that schools can partner with PTAs to do themed events outside of school hours. Oh, thank you for your permission for doing that. Just go have a good time. If you want to show up for school during Halloween wearing some kind of a costume, do it. Quote, I firmly believe that if someone really wanted to make a costume for their child, tinfoil hats, uh, shorts, whatever the options are, it's easy to do. As far as religious pushback, if you don't want your child to wear a costume, don't send them to a school with a costume. In other words, those people who want to participate can participate. See, this honestly is what we should be teaching our kids. Rather than, you can't do it because it might make somebody else feel uncomfortable. No, that's not the lesson. The lesson is, look, some people have fun with Halloween and wear all sorts of different costumes. And some people don't participate and whatever. If you want to participate, do it. If you don't, for whatever reason, that's okay too. Don't teach kids you can't do it because you might you might make somebody else feel uncomfortable. No, instead, teach them it's okay to participate or not. If you see someone who's not participating, that's fine. If you see someone who wants to, that's fine. And let them have fun with it. Don't be offended by everybody else's costume, by the way. Honestly. And then come the socialists around Halloween. Those people drive me absolutely insane. Trick or treat! Oh, are you precious? And looks like you've done really well for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I've been walking all over the neighborhood farther than anyone else. What, what, what are you doing? Get my candy. Oh, you didn't earn that. Sharing is caring, you know. There are kids out there who are less fortunate and can't afford a costume this year. Yeah, well, they can go out and mow lawns and earn money like, like I did. Here you go, kids. They were out there trick-or-treating. But they're the less fortunate. But... 
They never left the house. I did all the work. Well, and you know, I'm afraid there's just not enough here. We're going to have to ask you to go out and get some more. But, but, be back by nine. That's bedtime. See you later. Socialists get involved in Halloween. Okay, we're coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time and an after news time update on the weather forecast. And the phones are still open. Triple eight ninety seven woods I just found out, and thanks for sending me this note. I had no idea. Lori's in Laramie. Laramie has a classical private school in its fourth year. Laramie Christian Academy. I had no idea. Uh, the Riley Gaines speaking event on UW campus was awesome. I'm glad you went. To, I wish I could have gone to see her. I'm glad she was on the program and talked anyway, but I would like to have seen her talk in person. But I will see Mike Rowe tonight. That's going to be cool. Let's wake up, Wyoming. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 936 the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. So I just got done telling you a story. Of course, there's got to be a school somewhere every single year. There's got to be a school. But we can't have Halloween because... Well, somebody might not be able to afford a costume. You can make a costume easy. You don't have to be able to afford a costume. But you might offend somebody by what you wear. Well, they can get over it. Teach them to get over it. The idea you can't do something because you might bother somebody else. The the lesson should be not that you can't do something because you might bother someone else. It's how to not worry about when other people do something that might offend you. Don't be some person who gets hyper about every little thing that could possibly be offensive, microaggression kind of, just don't. I mean, dear Lord, we have to worry about the witches every year. Last Halloween, there was a town in Washington State that we're all going to celebrate Halloween at their elementary school, and they're going to let all the kids dress up in Halloween costumes. But this is what they told the kids. But, girls, you can't dress like a witch. There was a woman from the local Wicked chapter that was offended by the stereotype. <laughs> Wait a minute. Excuse me, but if you're getting offended because you're a witch, you should be. <laughs> I've read about you people. You tried to throw Hansel and Gretel in an oven. You're poisoning apples. You're riding around on brooms. You got a big fat nose. You got warts sticking out of your face. You're throwing curses on everybody. If anybody deserves to be offended in this country, it's a witch. By the way, if I offend you and you're a witch, I don't know, isn't there a potion for that? <laughs> Maybe some bat wings, some lizard legs, some rutabagas, mix them up in a cauldron, drink it all up. Because I'm thinking, if you control the universe with your incantations, why, you'd have bigger fish to fry than being offended by a six-year-old in striped socks and a pointed hat trying to score a Kit Kat bar to Halloween, you dork. Put a helmet on! And slam it down tight. Oh, stop the presses. We're offending witches now. Okay, so now it's not just that. We're coming up on other holidays faster than you know. And so here's one already. Girls Guide of Canada. Girls Guides, that's like uh, Girl Scouts here in America. 
won't participate in Santa Claus parade because the event is too religious. Oh, God. It's a Christmas parade. It's supposed to be religious. Uh, due to the Girl's Guide Canada secularism policy, the young ladies of the Ottawa area will not be allowed to participate in this year's Santa Claus parade. The 2023 Canta Santa Claus Parade is happening in the west end of Ottawa, Saturday, November 25th. Okay, so, quote, we got a response from the Girls' Guide that Girls' Guides of Canada does not allow them to be part of a Christmas parade. It's a secular organization, which means that they're not affiliated with or privileged to any religious or faith-based beliefs, behaviors, or tradition. As a secular organization, we welcome girls and women from all and and no religious beliefs. Being a secular organization signals our belief in providing, here we go, a safe space and sense of belonging. Yeah, for all girls except those who are Christian, I guess. We're going to be celebrating. I hate it when someone says, we're going to provide a safe space and a sense of belonging. And we're inclusive. Until you do something that they say offends them, and then all of a sudden they're not inclusive anymore. I find the most inclusive people and organizations are the ones who are actually the least inclusive. They've been working diligently to ensure that all activities offered by the organizations are of a secular nature, so they're providing an inclusive space until someone shows up with actual beliefs. As a result, participating in activities that have been... uh, connected to specific religious celebrations are not part of the program. So you're you're inclusive until someone who's religious shows up. Then you're not inclusive anymore. That doesn't sound very inclusive to me. We just want everyone who can be part of the parade because it's all blah, blah, blah. Okay, here's the the deal. Here's what you do. Uh, If you have a kid in that organization, leave. And just go do what you want to do. Okay, and and here's the deal: if somebody wants to be in a Christmas parade, that's great for them, and let them do that. If somebody is Jewish, let them do that thing. Okay, whatever the religion might be, or if they have no religion at all, let them do that or not do that, whatever that might be, whatever that might mean. There, in true inclusivity, is oh, so I'm a Christian and I do this this time of year. So you're Jewish and you do what? Yeah, whatever you want to do. Atheists still like putting up Christmas trees. You know, the the whole idea, we can't do it because it might offend somebody. How about if you really want true inclusivity? You know, that's not my bag. That's not my thing. But I'll go ahead and have fun with you anyway because um, it looks like you're having a good time. I'm still not going to be into it like you. But, you know, let's have a good time together. Teach me your religion or whatever else you might be doing and I'll teach you mine now see that that's inclusivity that's what that really actually is not telling people they can't because it might bother somebody else true inclusivity is participating just to experience it but then letting them know I'm not part of it but hey that was interesting thank you for the experience let's wake up Wyoming when you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio.
9.48 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the creepy sports dungeon where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, okay, so Frank, sometimes people make corrections that I greatly approve of. We, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. So let's, for example, this is a coffee shop called the No Nonsense Coffee Corner. No nonsense. No nonsense. So they write what you normally call it, like, for example, an Americano. Black coffee. Oh, is that what it's called? They cross out Americano and write black coffee. coffee. So, in other words... Frank, I like that, that I like. Yes. They're just providing definitions so the rest of us can understand. Yeah, those Americano things, like for coffee, that that's, yeah. that's like what, what do they call that? Uh, word salad. Yeah, exactly right. Okay. A flat white, which I've never heard of before, is basically cream in your coffee. Okay. Okay. A cappuccino is a frothy coffee. Okay. Oh, I, I understand that. They froth it up. Okay. A latte is milk mostly with a little bit of coffee. Milk mostly with a little bit of coffee. Yeah, they, they love to fluff up the milk, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and but then but, but a, to put all that on a sign yes. with too, too many letters. <clears throat> right. Okay. So they could just put L-A-T-T-E. Yeah. So Figure then it out. Mocha coffee, which is basically a chocolate coffee. Yeah. Okay. Tea, not coffee. Tea. It's yeah, just tea. <laughs> and then hot chocolate, also not coffee. <laughs> so I had to really give these guys a lot of credit because I hate it when I go to some coffee shop there and they have all of these fancy names. Then they got to do the same thing for the size of the cups. Oh, no. Yeah. Grande. Why would yes. you say large? Yes. Or Big grande. Yeah, right. Yeah, extra large. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, always, they There's other names that they have for small, medium, and large oh. too. And why don't you just call it a small, medium, or a large? Well, you got to di- differentiate, Glenn. You have to differentiate yourself from the market. I uh, yeah. If everyone did that, they'd be like, all right, mm. we're walking to another yeah. coffee shop that says large. Yeah. But if we say uh, it's a mocha latte, we sound like we're getting something really fancy. And I think this is the key. Because we said it that way, we're willing to spend a lot of money for it. Six bucks. Yes. But instead, if you just said, I want a small black coffee. Now, they can't charge you a whole lot for that, Frank, because it's small and it's just coffee with nothing else added to it. So, but now, if they give that a fancy name, Frank. Oh, then they can up the price a dollar. For six, yeah. Or more. Or more for that tiny little cup of coffee over there. So I think a lot of the fancy names are just to make you think that you're getting something extra special when you're not. And by the way, people, when you get one of those things that's mostly foam with a little bit of liquid at the bottom, that's not coffee. No. It has coffee in it. But it's not coffee. It's not a coffee. Exactly. All right, on Saturday in college football, another big game for the Wyoming Cowboys. They'll be on the road to take on Boise State. Folks are coming off a bye week, so if they play well on Saturday, they'll be fresh and rested. And if they don't play well on Saturday, then they're rusty. One thing is for sure is that in, in UW's two losses to Texas and the Air Force, they were right in the game all the way. And this has been a resilient group, even with a few flaws. That's why they're 5-2 and two overall, but and 2-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play. Boise State was once the standard of the Mountain West Conference, now 
Now they're a mediocre three and four and two and one in league play. They blew a big lead against CSU and lost that game on the last play of the game. It's a major league choke. And they also started the season getting drilled by nationally rated Washington. The Broncos are ripe for picking. The Pokes are five point favorites on the road in Boise. Think about that one. 3.30 start on Saturday from Boise. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Regional high school volleyball tournaments will start tomorrow. If you finish in the top forward regionals, you qualify for next week's state tournament. The 4A East and West Regionals are a double elimination thing. So in the East and the first day in Sheridan, Laramie will be the top seed and they will take on the Trone in the first run on Friday. Cheyenne Central, Me Campbell County, Cheyenne East plays Sheridan, Thunder Basin takes on Cheyenne South. The 4A West in Green River, Friday, Kelly Walsh will be the two seed there and they will take on the host team and those regional uh, tournaments do conclude on Saturday. Our latest Wild Preps High School poll is out in Class 4A. Laramie rated number one, Cody two, Thunder Basin three, Kelly Walsh four, and Star Valley is in at number five. And 3A Mountain View remains number one, followed by Buffalo, Powell, Douglas, and Lyman. In 2A Bighorn, number one, right two, Grable three, Tongue River four, Burns five. And in 1A Little Snake River is number one, followed by Cokeville, Upton, Southeast, and Riverside. Our wildpreps.com athletes of the week have been announced. Hobby Wetzel from Star Valley, the boys' winner. He repeated as the 4A cross-country state champion over the weekend. The girls' winner is Douglas swimmer Peyton Yost. Won two events and swam on two winning relays in that 3A East Conference meet in Cody. Voting for Next week's Athlete of the Week begins on Friday at 5 p.m. and will conclude on Monday at 9 a.m. Log on to wildpreps.com or the free Wildpreps app to get started with your selections. And that's it in sports. I think it would be really amusing if somebody asked me where I was from and I said Tongue River. Well, yeah, well, and their mascot is not the tongues. Oh, well, see, that's the thing. They should have their mascot t- is the eagles. No, no, they should have a bunch of, you know, people in tongue costumes running around. No, 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 but then, then they're all... Yeah, blah, 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 yeah blah, see, blah, that blah, would be the fun of that blah, there, you know, blah, blah, blah. but no, they don't want to... But, uh, see, now, I, growing up where I did, I, rem- I memorized the last address that I had before I moved out those islands. Ready for this, Frank? It was 2471 Lost Colony Road, Dinkins Bayou, Sanibel Island, Florida. That was the address? That was my address, which I wrote proudly. But then to turn and say, yeah, I'm from Tongue River. It just (laughs) (laughs) doesn't have the same ring to it. All right. There is a river named Tongue. It it is. Yeah, I think that's what their mascot should be. A giant tongue tongue running around. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up, but now see, now I'm in trouble with people from Tongue River for that. But I think that would be just the perfect mascot for you guys. Coming up on local business. News time after that. Weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. (laughs) 